everyone, before we start this episode, just a quick trigger warning regarding disordered eating and extreme exercise if and fat phobia as well. If any of this affects you, um, please go to the resources in the show notes and skip this one. Give it a skip. Go back and listen to Circus Dave again from last week because that brought us so much joy. A listener production. Here at Listener, we acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which this episode of the podcast is being recorded today, the Boon people of the Cullen Nation. We also pay our respects to elders past and present. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. It's a lot, isn't it? Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm hungover as fuck. I walked in and I was like to Lynn, I'm hungover. And I started getting the hiccups as I walked in and I was like, if I have the fucking hiccups. So like a bit of like BTS, my little my little because listen to this. I come into the studio and I do the podcast before I start the radio show. So if I have the hiccups, I'll be fucked all night. But they seem to go gone away. It started as I was walking in because I had because I'm so hungover. I also went to PT today. You look good for somebody who's hungover. I have to say, like I look like absolute trash when I'm like when I have two wines. Though I'm really like low in threshold. I honestly, I'm 26. I'm almost 27, and I'm like I'm getting too old for this. Like I can't do this shit. I had lunch with my friend yesterday. At Toddy's, of course. If you haven't been Toddy's, go Toddy's. And it was like meant to be like, oh, like just a bit like burrata and bread and like a pasta before we like just just, just to catch up. Fucking 2.30 in the morning at her house still. <laughs> what fun- was your drink of choice? Like did you mix or was oh, it? Babe, just- it was, I don't even know. It was literally like I was having cocktails at Toddy's and then we're having at Toddy's if you go. Um, not sponsored, by the not way. Not sponsored at all, but I just love them so much. You can get like fresh apple juice with vodka, like fresh, like like it has like a like a creme. Yes, yeah, yeah, the pulp yeah, yeah. on the top. It's so fucking good. So we had that, and then we and then we went back to Pip's house because we were like, oh, like we'll have a drink at Pip's before we go out to meet my or Max, radio producer slash old podcast producer. We're gonna see Max out because we're like, oh, Max is out. We'll go. Got to Pip's, just didn't leave. <laughs> Bottles of rosé. Honestly, I want to kill myself. This is literally, oh my god, I have I have not felt this bad in the longest time. I did not sleep at all. I was trying to call people. I was trying to call like everyone. <laughs> like I was like, I tried to call like people in America, like <laughs> my friends in Scotland, like. What the fuck is and and everyone's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure why I called you at two a.m. I don't even know what I want to talk to them about. Like, I, I called Conrad at one thirty, and he obviously he's a fucking tradie, so he has work early in the morning. And I call him at one thirty, and he's like, hey, babe, what's up? And this is the only time I've ever like seen him not be excited to answer my call, like ever. Like, and I was like, sorry, I'm annoying you, and he's like, mm. like, Ooh. yeah. But but to be fair. It was annoying. Yeah. It was, and it was me just going, I love you so much. He's like, yeah, I know, babe. Love you too. And I'm like, I love you. And he's like, yep, I have work in the morning. But he was, he was like, I'm glad you're safe. Like, and I was like, oh, okay, I better let you go. Better let you go. Another thing. And he was like, okay. It was like 25 minutes on the phone to him. And he's like, <laughs> fuck off. So basically I'm just annoying the left front center. But what I want to talk about, this is actually quite funny. So the reason why I was like there for so long, well, one of the reasons was because someone came over to my friend's house and they were like, oh, can our friend come over? And 
the person's house that it was, she was like, no, he's an anti-vaxxer, he's not vaccinated, he's not coming over. So, guys, I caught one in the wild. I spoke to this anti-vaxxer <laughs> on the phone for two hours. I spoke to this motherfucker. Were you drunk, though? Was this drunk, Wasted, okay. wasted, wasted. Yeah. But I was being coherent. I was trying so hard to not sound drunk because I was like, I know that I'm correct and I know that you are so wrong. So I was like, and, like, his his friend was there. He's like, don't worry. Like, you're not going to change his mind. I can change your mind. I was like, I can do it. And people was even like, if anyone can do it, she can do it. I couldn't. It was, it was the most <laughs> fucked conversation. Okay, so here's just so this is a bit of an insight. I'm like, I want to get him on the podcast. Just be like, to to show you all how fucking batshit this logic is. So I was like, oh, I was like, okay, so why don't we get vaccines? Like, I just don't think there's enough free. So I don't think there's enough there's enough data um, to show that it works. And I was like, okay, but like, let's look at like death rates between unvaccinated and vaccinated individuals. And he was like, no, but if you look at the UK. So he, went, he, he, like, made me look up this, like, report that was from the government, right? And it, I was like, do you, like, what do you do for work? Because like, I don't think you're understanding, like, basic, like, data. Like, it, like, it's basic numbers. So he was saying because he was like, okay, go to page 14 on the phone, me, looking at his fucking quote-unquote source material. And it was an official government report, but the report was saying that total number of cases, total number that are unvaccinated, total number that are vaccinated, and, like, two shots one, two, three shots. And he was like, look, the amount of cases that are vaccinated is higher. So like 300,000, let's say, that were vaccinated. Then were 90,000 that were um, unvaccinated, right? Okay. So I was like, yeah, but do you understand that when, you know... Wait, are these the numbers in hospital, do you mean? This is just number of cases. Of cases, oh, okay, okay. So I I was like, yeah, but okay, so you're looking at like the raw numbers, but let's look at... How many people, at the percentage of those who are unvaccinated have COVID and those who are vaccinated because the percentage of people in the UK that are vaccinated, there is what, like 40 million people in the UK that are vaccinated out of like six, I don't even know. Again, no one tell me. I don't really care about the numbers. Um, But I was like, it's like basic misunderstanding. So we got past that. He's like, okay, yeah, I do see. I was like, do you see? Because I was was trying to be polite. I, I feel like I was being really polite. He was like, yeah, I also just think that, like, it doesn't work. Like, actually, it's a, it's a negative efficacy. You're more likely to get COVID. And I was like, How what? are you more likely to get COVID? What? They look at the numbers. They don't understand basic, like, yeah. interpretation of data. Like, basic. Like, babes, the reason there are more cases, if everyone, if everyone is vaccinated, there is a higher chance someone is going to get, someone who gets COVID is going to be vaccinated just by numbers, just by population statistics. Like, babe... How many are dying? How many being hospitalized? They're probably more likely. They are more likely to be unvaccinated. So then I was like, okay, okay, let's. I was like, let's say you're correct. Let's say it increases. <laughs> it increases your chances of getting paid two hours. Me drunk. Yeah, I can see two fucking hours on the phone. I want to. I tried to, to call people afterwards. To be like, this is so fucked. But everyone was asleep. I was like, okay, so let's say in theory, that's right. It was like, oh, uh, I was like, why would they want to do that? And he was like, money. Oh, big pharma argument. Is big that? pharma. Yeah. And I was like, okay, but big pharma isn't like an omnipresent being. Like there are three different companies that we have in Australia that you can get vaccinated by. They're all different. Like they're all different owners, different companies. Like why would they, I don't understand, what, do you think they've created COVID? He was like, I don't know. 
I'm like, so you think Pfizer created COVID? I was like, why wouldn't they just give us ivermectin as you all reckon that the worming, the deworming fucking medicine, thanks to Joe fucking Rogan. Oh, yeah, fucking... Um, babe, like if if they really wanted to just make money, they would just give us a random, they would be like, okay, you know what? This saline solution fixes you. They wouldn't spend billions of fucking dollars research. Anyway, then I was like, okay. So, but you understand that like the government are paying, like we're like losing money and we're also locking down, like not just for funsies, like because we're, and we're losing GDP growth and stuff. And he's like, oh yeah, but Scott Morrison is being made to do that. And I was like, by whomst? Who? The UN. So what did the UN get out of us being vaccinated and having more likely of a chance to get COVID? Um, well, the UN are being forced to as well. By who? Guess who? The lizards? Well, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Close. Yeah. And there's a cabal and the Rockefellers. And I was like, that is anti-Semitic. I was like, you, I, I was like, just, I was like, are you part of QAnon? And he was like, no. And I was like, well, newsflash, you are. I was like, you're actually just saying all the QAnon shit. Like, I don't understand. It was so much. Then he was like, yeah, there's a cabal of people, Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg are all. And I'm like, babe, they're tech giants. I was like, babe, I was like laughing. I was like, babe, do you really think that Jeff Bezos is going to spend his time doing this when he just, he just wants to go for joyrides in space in his penis rocket? Like, Jeff Bezos, he's like, you know, th- there's a huge divide in the elite and the poor. I'm like, oh, cool, so you're anti-capitalist. And he was like, no, I'm pro-capitalist. I'm like, well, that's capitalism. (laughs) So, and you hate Jeff Bezos, but he's like capitalist's fucking god. Like, then I was like, okay, so who's making Jeff Bezos do this? And he was like, I don't know, some, someone. I'm like, who? He's like, well, we wouldn't know, would we? And I was like, babe, you can't prove a negative. This is going in circles. Then he was like, oh, Bill Gates has to do with that. I was like, oh, fucking course. I was like, you're literally, I said to him, but I was being nice. I was like, I just want to let you know, like, you're part of QAnon. And I think you need to look up, like, what you believe and where it's coming from because I can guarantee it's all anti-Semitic QAnon bullshit. And he was like, okay. Like, he was actually being really, he was actually nice. He just, um, you know, didn't understand, like, basic logic. So then he was saying Bill Gates, this is, this is the kicker. I was like, okay, so why would Bill Gates want us all to die when we buy his products. He gave money to research the vaccine. Why would he want to give money to research a vaccine that kills us all so we can't buy his products? They want more people to, to rely on his products. We'd all be dead, babes. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, Bill Ga- <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. Well, Bill, Ga- <laughs> Bill Gates's grandfather, before the Spanish flu was involved in vaccine research. Oh and I said, okay. <laughs> I was like, eh. Uh, I was like, and what does that have to do with, like, COVID? And he was like, it's very convenient that there was a Spanish flu after the Gates family had something to do with creating a vaccine for something else. And I was like, so do you think it's, like, hereditary? Like, do you think this, this, like, this like, need to create a vaccine is, like, their family tradition? Like, it's, like, an heirloom? Like, what the fuck? And he was like, I'm just saying it's suspicious. They, they say things and they're like, I'm just saying. It's weird, isn't it? Anyway, by the end, I was like, you know what, babes? I think after two hours of talking to you, it's a lost cause. That was my night last night. It was fucking fun, though. I'm I have to lie. admire the ability for you to form links and be logical when you're that fucking drunk. So drunk. I've been drinking for like 10 hours at this point. <laughs> And, but I was messaging so many people. I was like, oh my God, 
like this is I want to talk to someone so badly about it afterwards because I I was like, oh fuck, it's too I gotta go home. And I was like, I want to talk to someone so badly. And I was like, got the podcast tomorrow, got the podcast. It was it was t- it was actually fucking like I I can't believe I caught one in the wild. I can't forget talked to one for two hours. And like he was willing to engage with me for two hours about this. Like he was he sounded like a nice person. I was like, so like are we pro-capitalist? Are we anti-capitalist? Like, what's it made, none of it made any fucking sense. None of it makes any sense. Turns out they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. And that is part of the nightmare fuel, by the way. It's very related to the shit. Oh, really? Yeah. Speaking of nightmare fuel, everyone, if you haven't listened to last week's nightmare fuel, I'm telling you, like, I've, I've never done this where I'm like, go back and listen. I'm fucking telling you, last week's nightmare fuel was the best thing to ever happen. Actually, we have an update. We got sent. So if you listen back, pause this, go listen back now and you'll understand this. We got sent photos of the haircut and it was already short. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the photos? The... the the haircut before was just below the chin and then she got a pixie cut. It, was, it wasn't like she had hair. I mean, either way, it's fucking ridiculous. But, like, babes, it, wasn't, it was like taking, like, five inches off. Like, it wasn't like a, it wasn't a huge change. She already had a bob. It was a drastic change. <laughs> but those were Circus Dave's words. Circus Dave couldn't handle it. Um, so I found some TikToks that I wanted to talk about and I just want to react to them. I sent it to Lem last week and I was like, this is so fucked. Don't you love that I made you watch them? No. <laughs> Especially the one with the two guys. Like, yeah. That was fucking disgusting. And I'm like, how is the next generation like this? Are there people who are going to remain the same way? Like, who are that young? Like, I thought it was over. Should we, should we play that one first, maybe? Yeah, sure. Women are going to get furious over this, right? And it's a simple right, question. So when we're starting something off with, with women are going to get furious over this, right? Maybe don't say it. Maybe don't say it. Because why? And also you think it's like a personality trait to be like, women are going to be so mad about this. Then maybe you should just like reconsider why you're saying it. It's like Circus Dave saying, I know you're going to think I'm small-minded. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you are. Why can't guys or partners tell their fucking wives, girlfriends, whatever, that they're getting fat? Okay, I've got the... Why can't... Lem, why can't they? It's so unfair. Because white men, for the longest time, could say whatever the fuck they want. Uh Uh-huh. And now comes the time uh-huh. when they can't say whatever the fuck they want and they're going crazy. They're going, they're going they, they cannot handle it. You know what I find? Should we listen to the whole thing then yeah, we'll yeah, discuss? Yeah. Perfect solution for this. You do not perfect. tell. Perfect. I've got, sorry, me. me go, that's, that's perfect solution. <laughs> fuck off. You do not tell your wife, partner, girlfriend that they're getting fat. The, the idea is to say, hey, why don't we go to the gym together? Oh. Let's get... Shut up. Go to podcasting school. Get a fucking original thought. Fit? What if they say no? You you encourage it. You don't... You, nah. You, yeah. you encourage you it. You encourage it, Lamb. You gently encourage it. And this is the perfect solution, everyone, just so you're aware. I have thoughts. We'll just listen to the whole thing, I guess. I'm, I'll be, I'm, I keep saying that, but I'm like looking at Lamb like, <laughs> what the fuck? I'm full of rage. You, you what if they to. refuse? You do not say you, you're fat, you need to lose weight. Why don't we go to the gym together? Let's work out. It doesn't let's, matter. You should love them fit. anyway the way they are. Yeah, you hear nah, all that sort of shit. Sounds, I'm saying. Sounds- you hear all that sort of shit. Fuck women not wanting to be objectified. 
Fuck him. Yeah, we'll finish this thing. Okay, okay. I'll have my main, my main thought. It's like female talk. It does, it does. But- yeah, that one. It's all female talk. Can I just, said, it's wait, all wait. female talk. Let me repeat it. Let me repeat it's it. It's all female. When they call women females, you know it's over. <laughs> you know it's fucking over. Yeah, totally. It doesn't let's, matter. You should love them anyway fit. the way they are. Yeah, you hear nah, all that sort of shit. I'm like, saying. That sounds like female talk. It does. It does. But the thing is there's girls out there. Imagine if your husband was just sinking beers, fucking eating fast food, getting fat as fuck. Let's go to the gym together. No, I'd rather sit at home and watch fucking sports. That's when she says the exact same thing to him that I've been regurgitating for the past 30 seconds. Husband, why don't we go to the gym together, work out, get fit? You don't say, oh, you're a fat piece of shit, which you are. You're polite about it. Is that the end of it? I mean, that was his punchline. That was the punchline. You are. Okay, first of all, the fat, the, the overarching thing that made me so angry at this is very fucking obviously the fat phobia. The idea, A, the language that he's using saying you're a fat piece of shit. Imagining saying that to his partner or to anyone as though being fat is automatically the worst fucking thing you can be apparently according to this person. And also the fact that these men are so terrified of someone they're dating gaining weight, that they're preempting a conversation because apparently it's the worst thing that could happen for them is for someone that they're dating to gain weight because they are so fucking fat phobic and they objectify their partners so fucking much that they need to be like, okay, how do we handle if in theory, how would you handle if she gained weight? You're a fuckwit. You're an absolute fuckwit. Like I don't give a shit the, the issue for me isn't, I mean, obviously it is what they're saying. It's like, oh, babe, you need to lose weight, whatever the fuck. It's, it's, it's mainly why this conversation is even fucking taking place. Also, newsflash dickheads, not every conversation is to be a fucking podcast. Why do you think you can podcast? I commented on that and I said, <laughs> I commented that and I said, oh, hey, human, Abby, Abby commented on this. I can imagine them in the background. Fucking feminist bitch. I commented, yeah, female talk, still female talk. <laughs> I commented and I said, how do you tell your partner their podcast is shit? (laughs) (laughs) Like, fuck off. That's the main fucking thing. The the fat phobia and the the strong fear that someone they're dating would gain weight and therefore it's it's such a strong awful fear that that you need to change it immediately. What, I'm supposed to just love her? Yeah. Yeah. I think so, probably. What do you think, Lem? Well, I just mentioned that I think it's just the time where men are being told, and especially white men are being told, you can't say that, and they are going crazy, and they just want to say all the shit that they want, and they're driven crazy by that. But also, on on that note, gain weight. That's a very subjective uh-huh. way of, of talking about a body, right? Yes. What do you mean? Like a half a kilo? A kilo? Yeah. Where's your threshold? Yeah. Where does it end? And then if she actually does gain weight, like yeah. you're saying with such fear, like you can't put your penis inside her. Yeah. Like, is that really what your relationship is going to be about? Is that all it is? Yeah. Is that it? Because honestly, we're all going to get, we're all going to change in how we look. Well, we're going to get. fluctuate. Yeah. And our looks fluctuate and our hair And if you're with your partner so just save. because of your looks, then you're in deep fucking shit because it's not going to stay the same way no matter what no. it is. No. Hair changes, skin changes, everything changes. Just grow some depth, honestly. I'm sorry because I no, also don't be sorry. Fucking go, Lem. I was also 15 kilos more than I am, mm. and 
it, like I was fat shamed to the core, you know? And yeah. it, it just, if you keep perpetuating that talk and making it okay and sound okay in society, you're hurting people. You're really hurting people Absolutely. on a psychological level. And for you to like think those thoughts and talk to your friends, maybe it's semi-acceptable, but to get on a podcast. <laughs> because this is, they think it's edgy. Yeah, I know, right? And post it on TikTok. They think it's fucking Fuck edgy. Man. Just shut up. There's also the their link with gaining weight and being quote unquote like gross and quote unquote lazy and like sitting at home eating McDonald's and, and chugging beers. That 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 alignment is firstly, gaining weight isn't mostly isn't a result of being quote unquote lazy. There's a societal expectation that like, oh, you, they've gained weight because they've, they've let themselves go, or they're they're just sitting at home all day eating McDonald's and watching TV and chugging beers. Bodies fluctuate. People also have different genetics. I am fucking certain. Most of the time, when someone gains weight, when they get when you get older, different different stages of your life. I've I've gained weight in my you know mid to late twenties. We all our bodies change. We lose weight. We gain weight. Most people aren't gaining weight because they've suddenly just gone. You know what? I'm just gonna sit at home all day and eat, and eat. And if they are doing that, perhaps that's a sign of a mental health issue. That isn't a sign of someone just enjoying being quote unquote lazy. But also, that probably isn't why they're gaining weight. Maybe they have a kid. Maybe maybe they aren't working out seven fucking times a week trying to trying to make their body into a societal norm because they're forcing themselves to look different. Also, I'm speaking on behalf of women here. Not that, like, I'm in a hetero relationship, but I'm speaking on behalf of women. When they're complaining about you chugging beer sitting by the TV with, the, with her just taking care of the baby, they have a problem with that. With the With action. your lack of attention. Yeah. And I'm generalizing massively. I'm sorry, Dean, our videographer is male, and I'm sorry, just going Dean. hardcore. No, Dean sits here like such a good boy every <laughs> and episode. <takes> <laughs> And he goes, yeah. And I look at him and he like nods. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, writing. No, but it's like, it's like, it's just known that there's less expectations of men to contribute in the household. And that's why when you're sitting and you're just completely, no, actually, Dean, I've had a chat with him. He shares with his wife, like one night he feeds the baby and one night she feeds the baby. So mm. there's like a bit of equality there. But there are a lot of men who are just chugging beers and not helping out and just sitting. And that's what we have a problem with. Not your weight. Your uselessness. I, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard women sit around and go, girls, just got this new new boyfriend. Um, what am I gonna do if he gains weight? Like, <laughs> like, can you imagine? Like, girls, I need help. It's more like, what am I gonna do if like he cheats on me? Or what am I gonna do? But not even that, because you don't preempt they let you preempting it like it's A, a guarantee, and B, it's like it's like, what am I going to do if she leaves me? It's it's like the worst thing that could happen in a relationship is for them to get wait. The fucking fat baby is so cooked. If you guys want to hear more about this, and I've learned so much, obviously I am a, I am a straight-sized woman and I do not understand and I cannot understand the intricacies of being a plus-sized person and now fucking fat phobic society. But I want to actually, I didn't even plan to do this, but this is a really good podcast. I don't know if you've heard this, Lem. It's called Maintenance Phase. Oh, I've heard about it. Oh, my God. I've heard about it, actually. Everyone listened to it. I have learned so, so, so much from it. Basically, I go through and I'll do like, they'll like uh, debunk or like just talk about a different diet, like keto. And they'll explain what's actually fucked. They'll talk about like, I think they spent like Dr. Oz one time and like how fucked Dr. Oz is. And like, I think last week was about Belle Gibson. Remember Belle Gibson, the girl, the oh, Australian girl the scam, who lied having cancer? The scam artist? Yeah. So they're like health things and like. 
And I was talking about Carl Lagerfeld's diet and how it was just like, it's all just eating disorder shit, like awful. But that could actually be, maybe we should send a link to maintenance phase because it, it honestly, it's so interesting to hear them deconstruct the the levels of fat phobia. And I think uh, that was just a side note because I think we're also talking about something else now that is about diet culture. Let's leave these two men alone. I mean, first of all, men who have podcasts to sit there and talk. You guys can just go for a walk. Like, you do realise that. Like, you need to like, do, like, a podcast, talk to each other. Like, anyway, I that was fucking disgusting. It made me so angry. Um, If you ever have a partner who says, what am I going to do if you gain weight? I'm going to leave. Say ya. Yeah. 100%. 100%. So there's also been this, like, uh, I don't know if we'd call it a scandal, but I saw one TikTok about it, and I thought it tied in nicely with this, like, fat phobia bullshit. And this is um, Sarah's day who posted a new workout like routine thing. I think it's like a paid subscription thing. Um, and there was a TikTok about it and I think she explained it really nicely. So I think we'll, we'll let her explain it. Okay. If you follow Sarah's day or if you feel like you're affected by diet culture, this video is showing up on your for you page for a reason. And I cannot suggest that you watch it enough. We're going to be going over her Sweat at Limitless campaign that went up on Instagram. And trust me, there is a lot to unpack here. If you really want to watch the video, you can. It's still on our Instagram. It's about 45 seconds long, but I'm going to give you the synopsis of it. And we're going to start off with this. So this is the first clip of the video. And it says, to the girl who lays in bed every night and overthinks everything she ate that day. She continues to do two other habits. The girl that can't pull herself out of the gym that's there for an hour, as well as the one that feels guilty every time she takes a rest day. But in the end, she's basically describing these kind of problematic habits with exercise and food. Then she explains to us that this was her once. Although she's never disclosed that she struggled with disordered eating or her relationship with food explicitly, she somewhat tells us in this video. And then she goes on to kind of put these aesthetic clips up of how now she has balance and she doesn't restrict and all of these other things. Which which on, by itself is great. But coming from a fitness influencer, I mean, I love my PT because my PT has never weighed me, has never done like a body fat thing. Has never weighed you? Never weighed me, never done a body fat thing, never, what? never mentioned if she says... She'll never, ever, ever, it, it, like, she. I've never heard her say anything like, oh, you've lost weight or like, oh, you look good. She's like, babe, you can lift fit like 10 times what you could. Oh, she, you can plank for two minutes now. Fuck yeah. Or she'll be like, oh my God, you look so strong. That's the only thing she'll ever say about how I feel about how I look, but it's when I'm doing the thing, right? So she'll be like, your technique is so good. You look really strong when you're doing like deadlifts. So like my PT is like balance queen. She'll eat like an Nutella croissant next to me when I'm on the treadmill. Like <laughs> she's iconic. Sick. Yeah, That's she's awesome. she's not, and she'll never be like, "What are you eating?" Ever, Nutella ever, ever. That you're making me hungry. Literally, now. after today, she's like, "Go and eat something. You need to eat more." Like because I hadn't wow. eaten today because I was hungover. But she's like, "Go and eat. Go get a fucking boost juice and go get some fucking chocolate and go." Like she's really so having someone who, but she's so fit. Like used to be a dancer and is a PT, obviously, so works out, you know, five days a week. But even with me, she's like, three days a week is fine for you. She's like, you don't need to be working out six days a week and fucking pushing yourself and being and wanting to, you know, wanting to cry thinking about the gym. She's like, three days a week is fine. It's great. If that's what you like for your head, that's fine. But it's nice to have people who are in the fitness industry say things like, you don't have to be feel, feeling guilty on your day off. So th- this post on its face, just this actual reel, I saw this TikTok and I was like, oh, my God. Okay, interesting. And then it all came crumbling down. 
And at the very end of it, we get this ad, which is Sweat It Limitless Start Now. So we're gonna get into what this is, but first I wanna show you the caption. I think the caption is important because although she uses very like friendly, non-diet culture speak in her video, when you go to the caption, this is what she says. In eight weeks, you'll have eight weeks of excuses or eight weeks of sweat and progress. But that is just completely contradictory to what you've just said. In eight weeks, you'll either have eight weeks of progress or eight weeks of excuses. I like oh, I fuck. I fucking hate this this kind of rhetoric around working out. Like I absolutely fucking hate it. It's like oh you, you can stop when you're dead or like oh like that bullshit where it's like unless you've thrown up or passed out, keep going. It's like no babe. <laughs> like just work out because it like feels good for your body and this is what creates such fucking toxic diet culture. And I said this a few years ago. I think I read an article about it. I'm not really sure. Like, I think we've noticed, obviously, when we were younger, like, in the 90s, it was, like, very, like, you had to, like, rail thin. And it was very much, very, 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 very much, like, being the skinniest you could be. And then, you know, it got, like, a bit more, like, like, like quote-unquote, like, curvy with the Kardashians. And I feel like now, I don't know if I'm wrong just because... I don't know if I'm if I just am in I'm just in this pocket of the internet, but I feel like a lot of now it's like working out and being quote unquote your like fittest, but it comes this rhetoric of like it's excuses. You can always make things healthier. Swap white rice out for brown rice. Have sweet potato instead of having. It's it's like very much like it's still restriction, and I think it's still like it's fine if you want to be like healthier. But I think, like, my fitness pal and shit like that, women around our age, to be honest, have had, like, weird... Have you had weird eating things? Yeah, definitely. Like, I don't know if I an eating disorder, but I, like, in high school... But Binge eating, that I did a lot uh-huh. of that. Like, I would buy 10 ice creams. No. I'm saying it honestly, mm. like... Mm. But, like, I think the issue is... And I remember, actually, one time my uncle told me, like, Lem, your thighs. Oh, really? They're, like, double their size. And I just remember since then till now, I still, no matter what weight I'm in, I just don't see my thighs in a favorable light at all. Yeah, because of comment. that fucking one comment when mm-hmm. you're a teenager, especially, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. it just sticks. And what is happening with this no excuses thing that you're talking yeah. about is it's promoting perfectionistic thinking and pressure in society, yes. which we're already seeing a lot of anxiety and depression. It's on the, on the rise. Uh-huh. So you're putting that with the idea of wellness and you're, by saying that, a lot of people, it's just going to pull them away from it. They're just yep. not going to want to do anything healthy because you're putting even more pressure on a society that puts a lot of pressure yeah. on us to be our best, to be perfect, to be all the things that, I don't know. And it becomes a negative thing then. Working out becomes a negative thing. It becomes like an obsession. And like, it is guilting yourself. She's like, yeah. oh, I, I used to feel guilty of having a day off. But then you're saying no excuses. It's like, well, there are excuses. Sometimes you get up and you go... Don't know if like going to gym. And that's that's an excuse or enough. I'm bloated. I'm I keep bloated. farting. I can't. My period. I'm, have you eaten something weird today? I'm, like, I'm bloated. I, need, I keep farting. I'm really sorry. I'll admit it. I'll admit it in the studio. No, I just don't like to work out when I'm bloated because Neither. I fart a lot. I also don't want to work out when I'm hungover, but unfortunately I went today only because I was feeling anxious and I was like, I need to like, but we literally, it was so funny. It was literally like, I think I did like 10 squats and then we had like lie down time. <laughs> <laughs> See, I wasn't like, I need, I wasn't like, like my PT yeah. wasn't like, no excuses. We're going to go on the treadmill. She was like, we're not going to do any jumping. That was vomiting. Just like, sweat the toxins out. It's like, well, I didn't break a sweat. I didn't break a sweat. <laughs> I didn't even, I literally, I think we did like, we did like five kilo squats 
10 and then have like a four-minute break. And I was like, I'm fucked. I'm fucked, Tori. I mean, I've done a lot of like eight-week programs, but I never ever like do it to be like in eight weeks I have an event and I want to look a certain way. It's more like a because on these apps you get like workout plans. So like when you have PT, it was like, okay, I don't know what the fuck to do. So I just got a workout plan and they've been really good and like they're really good for structure. But also I feel like a lot of people use them as like I have my wedding. I have I have to look a certain way because of this fat phobic society that we live in. And they are doing it purely for vanity. And that in itself is fat phobic. And I think that adds all this extra pressure, like no excuses. Like, well, who cares if you, if you, in eight weeks, if you don't reach your goal in a certain amount of time? Like, why is there a time crunch? Why is there this like need to rapidly change the way your body looks? I just think it's fucking toxic as shit. Like, I, like it makes me really, really, I'm confused about why she's decided to go with this messaging and then the caption is about excuses. It's also, you can't maintain that. How long can you maintain exactly. no excuses? Honestly? Exactly. Eight weeks after that, what's going to happen? Yeah. You just, what? Things happen. You go away on holidays. Like, I've also seen people posting recently, like, about, I saw a couple of people post this, like, and I was like, this is so fucked. It was like, 80% of, if you want to lose weight, like 80% of it is diet. And it's like, I hate I hate people perpetuating this this need to lose. It's like, it doesn't matter how much you work out, you won't gain weight. You, you won't lose weight. And it's like, isn't that so fucked that the ideal is to be losing weight when you're working out? It's like, it, does, it doesn't count for anything if you aren't losing weight. And it's like, well, like... Like my PT says, she literally is like, you can plank for two minutes, bitch. You, your core, I mean, you also are sleeping better and your anxiety, I, like I'm off my antidepressants. Like, Well done. I did not know yeah. that. Congratulations. Mm. That's a big one. Ever since we got like out of Lockie D because um, I was able to go to gym properly and like, yeah. So like, I don't know. I, I think just this, this, this no excuses bullshit is perpetuating an, a different kind of bad relationship with exercising and eating. Like when we were, we, when I was younger, it was like that fucking, that fucking Kate Moss quote that nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Oh, yeah. Fucked. Yeah. It's so fucked. That was what like our culture was. I think maybe yeah. it, was your, it was yours the same. Definitely, yeah. yeah. I'm a 90s child. Um, but just this like fucked ideal and 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 I think now though it's like workout 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 like run for a thousand calories on the on the treadmill and it's so you fucked. mean before it was more about being skinny I think now so. it's more about like burning calories as much as possible I think so and I think it's like I think it's like a veil over like disordered uh relationship with food and exercise but I think because it's like on social media like eight weeks no excuses it's like it's, I know, it makes me uncomfortable. It, I think on a mental health level, we're going to like 20 years from now, 30 years from now, we're going to look at this and we're going to go, holy shit, we didn't understand yeah. this well at all. We uh-huh. fucked people up. And it's fucked, been fucked up. I also was just thinking then, there isn't this rhetoric around any other kind of health thing except for losing weight. And women especially, by the women way. Women losing weight. Yeah. And how fat phobic our society is. There isn't, have you ever heard someone be like, no excuses, go to therapy every week? <laughs> like no one's yeah. ever fucked. But I make excuses with like to get out of therapy. I'm like, oh, can't. Because it is hard. Therapy's fucked. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we love it. Mm. Have you ever heard someone be like, no excuses, get your pap smear? <laughs> like, 
Have you ever, like, get your STI checks? No excuses. It's like, oh, I probably should do this. <laughs> like, it's fucking weird. If it was really about health, we'd have that rhetoric around every other thing. No excuses. Actually, me, get vaccinated. But, like... <laughs> Yeah, but that's the only thing. I'm I'm toxic vaccination relationship, but we'll continue. What this this uh, girl? Says. There's more left. Hey, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's talk about it. I first want to say I don't have time to give a full disclaimer because this is a short video, but I do have a YouTube video that goes very in depth on this topic that I can link for you guys. At the end of the day, this video is not criticizing Sarah or anybody that bought this guide. It's talking about the bigger picture of what is going on here. And as someone that is an ED dietitian and has struggled with an ED myself, I feel it's very important. I hope to show that to you as well. First, I think it's important to mention what this guide is. So this is the third part of a series that she has. It's an eight-week guide. And as she says, it is the most advanced program of any of the series that she has made. If we break down what this video is saying, it is basically taking a market of people that struggle with EDs or at least their relationship with food and exercise that are extremely vulnerable and telling them that the way to achieve what she has achieved of balance and no restriction is by buying an exercise guide that is eight weeks long and the most advanced guide that she has ever made. If we think about this critically, tell me how it makes sense that someone that can't pull themselves out of the gym and constantly feels guilty about resting should buy an exercise guide. The worst part about this is that a lot of people also saw that this was problematic and left comments on the video, but all of those comments have been deleted, which I've heard from some accounts have been hundreds. It has also not been addressed by Sarah. Influencers cannot be responsible for all of their followers' triggers. But if they're going to market to an extremely vulnerable audience and then silence their voices, I think that's when it goes too far. EDs and struggles with food and exercise are very serious. And this is a call to all influencers, not just Sarah, to think more about who they're marketing to in their pursuit of making money because it affects other people's lives. Perfectly said. She's really good. Really good. It is interesting, the marketing of the most advanced guide so that you can reach, so for eight weeks, no excuses, most advanced, but this is to reach balance? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm so fucking confused. Yeah. It's it's an oxymoron. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I was just trying to think there and I was like, is there any kind of fitness guide that I that I think you could reach balance with? But I think the whole point of balance is that you do things that feel good and, and what makes sense for you. So like balance to me some weeks might be going to gym three days a week and then just eating whatever the fuck I want and, and going for a walk. Some weeks it might be doing literally no exercise and that's balance. And I think the whole point of it is the whole point of balance is to let go of guilt surrounding eating and exercise, but having a diet or exercise plan, if you miss a step on the plan, you are then adding guilt to yourself. And this is what this plan is targeting people who feel guilty. Yeah. People who don't feel guilty are not going to, which is what this woman said is people who feel guilty or people who have issues, vulnerable populations with psychologically with themselves, mm. no matter what weight you are, if you have those issues and you're exposed to that, that's just playing into it. It's just not right. It's not ethical, I think. Yeah. And then to like delete their comments. Well, that's the thing as well. Then, then that worries me because people who are like younger people or people who are susceptible to this stuff would read the comments and then all be positive and they go, oh, I should, I should get this rather than seeing people like critically explain why this language is is not okay and is adding to such it it's it's this hot I guess this episode you know it's all about the fat phobia and diet culture and how completely fucked it is like I'm so sick of people messaging me when I lose and gain weight 
and being like, oh, my God, you've lost weight. But it's, like, always, like, they, like people don't understand, like, commenting on my weight either way is, like. Yeah, that's, uh, how do you, like, also probably you get a lot of DMs and yeah. commenting on your looks. Like, how, how do you handle that? Well, you, like, it only it happens really rarely because I'm very, like, lucky that the people who follow me in this podcast are, yeah. like, like-minded. But I'll get things that, like, oh, my God, it, it isn't even, like, oh, you've lost weight, you look good. Or, like, you've gained weight, you look good. It'll be, like, I've noticed your body's changed. Like, either you've lost or gained weight. Are you okay? Because you've said in the podcast that you lose weight when you're depressed. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I'm not intentionally losing weight. I also, if I if I wasn't okay, I'd talk to my therapist and my friends. Probably not a stranger. And, and then <laughs> yeah. I get and then I go and then I go like, what the fuck? Do I am I losing weight? Am I okay? Am I depressed? Am I not eating enough? Am I not like or other way around, if I've gained weight, people are like, hey. Oh my god, your boobs have gotten so much better. That's it, like that. Like it's a very weird, like deconstructing my body. Like, how about we just don't deconstruct my body online? Like, guys, I'm, I promise you, if something is wrong, I'm not going to talk to a stranger <laughs> on the internet about it. Love you, but I do have friends and a therapist, and my iconic PT Tori, who is basically my therapist as well. Love you her. just convinced me to go find a PT because my whole issue with PTs was I don't want to get these fat tests. I don't want to get these like weight scale shit. Like I actually get quite uncomfortable. I hate it. Hey, it's like F45 when you go in and they're like, yeah, and they're like, hey, get on the scale, do the fat percentage. It's like it fucks with your head and you're like, oh, is that how much percentage of me exactly. is fat? It's yeah. fucking because because we 20 percent of it is in my breasts. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah you have beautiful, juicy titties. Um, but because because we've been so ingrained yeah. by this fat phobic and and diet culture society, that's really really hard to break out of when you you feel ashamed and and particularly in those environments. But no, my PT's great. Um, find a, if you have a PT that weighs you and does like percent, fat percentage tests and says, "Oh, you've lost weight, you look amazing." Fuck them off. Find find yourself a Tory, but don't find my Tory. I mean, go to my Tory, <laughs> but don't don't steal my my times that I'm with Tory. Thank you. <laughs> You should go to Tory then. Anyway, that's the end of the episode. If you have any comments, DM the podcast. If you have anything you want to talk about, I think this is a good like conversation starter. To be honest, I love. I wish we could have gotten someone in to talk about this properly, but unfortunately, everyone. I got really drunk. I got really drunk last night. So, um, but yeah, listen to Maintenance Phase. I reckon that is a fucking a great place to start. All right, guys. See you on Friday for Nightmare Fuel. Bye, ya. Listener.